Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another edition of Out of Bounds. As always, I'm your host, Spencer Brown. And joining me, we have Dalton Bishop. Hey. And Christian Ernst. What's up? So we have a lot to discuss today from what's going on in the sports world. But first, there's an announcement that broke this morning. We're recording right now. Tuesday, the 2nd of February, and this morning, EA has announced that they are bringing back popular video game NCAA football, which if you are a video game fan, you definitely have played this game. It's very fun, and the last one was released in 2013, so it's been a long time, and fans have been waiting for this game to come back, so I'll go Christian first. So what was just your reaction when you first saw the news that they were bringing back NCAA football? I mean, it's not, like, much of a sports topic. Like, it won't, you know, uh, I guess the biggest takeaway is, like, will the NCAA really be a part of it? Uh, I think that's, like, the bigger question. But just the fact that there is another college football game that is finally coming out after almost a decade-long hiatus is really interesting. Uh, like you said, the last game that came out in 2013 – uh, it was actually in the previous gen, like the first gen, which is an Xbox 360 and PS3. Uh, a lot of people, you know, and no servers are actually being updated every once in a while because there are a lot of loyal fans for it. So, I mean, I guess as gamers, like the three of us are uh, loving the NCAA football games when they were uh, in the previous gens. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I can't wait for it. I, you know, like I said, with the NCAA's rules on uh, the uh, players' uh, name and likeness, uh, we don't know if we're actually going to have, you know, Clemson and Louisville and all these other big schools. But it, it should be a treat to have in the next several years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was excited to see because, you know, it skipped a whole generation of video game consoles. Uh, Dolan, your thoughts on the reboot of NCAA football? I think it's fantastic. I think um, I think really it's going to be a great thing to see and uh, play, obviously. Um, no, I'm excited. Yeah. So it, the game, that, they've said it's probably going to be about two to three years before it is released, but you can bet um, I'll probably purchase a console and purchase the game because I definitely love those games. On to some uh, Major League Baseball. There's been some big signings that were going on recently. Uh, first, Jock Peterson from the Dodgers has signed with the Chicago Cubs. I think that's an interesting move. Peterson, he started his career off very strong, but lately he hasn't been the same player that he once was, but definitely serviceable. I think that's a good move for the Cubs. Uh, big time shortstop, or I think second baseman maybe, Noah Arenado from the Colorado Rockies was traded to the Cardinals in a blockbuster deal and just kind of try to cut off some spending from Colorado. So I think it could be a good move. And then today, Sean Doolittle, closer for the Nationals, has signed with the Cincinnati Reds and a move to hopefully booster or bolster the bullpen for the Reds. So just kind of of those three guys, I think they're, they're all going to make some noise for their team. Christian, you're a Reds fan, so just your take on Sean Doolittle going from Washington. He won a championship a couple of years ago when the Nationals won it all to now being on the Reds. Uh, yeah, I think with Cincinnati, uh, that was one of our weaknesses 
in my opinion, is like we have a lot of good starters like Sony Gray and uh, Trevor Bauer. But when it really came down to, you know, the fifth inning and on, uh, if our guys weren't in there, I was seriously worried if we would win at all, if we would keep the lead that we had or do anything. And it like it was inconsistent. And for the most part, it didn't go out well for Cincinnati. So getting the closer like Doolittle, you know, I wouldn't say he is the top closer at MLB, but he's a good one for Washington. And like you said, he won a championship ring with Washington a couple seasons ago when, you know, the uh, when the sports world was actually, you know, fine and the whole world was really fine. So I think he'll be huge for Cincinnati, and I think we're going to use him probably quite a lot because I don't remember any other real closers that we have. But, you know, it should be good for Cincinnati and cannot wait to see him uh, when uh, spring training, the season comes around, which should be around in the February, middle of March from that time. Yeah, I mean, they had Rysel Iglesias, yeah, but they traded him to the Angels. Also, I misspoke earlier. Arenado is a third baseman, so I apologize for that mistake I made a few minutes ago. Dolan, uh, your take, just overall takeaways from either Peterson, Arenado, or Doolittle. Overall, all good moves, I think. Um, I think that um, they will bolster their respective teams now. Um and they're all good players, so these are these are really good moves by the, these teams. Yeah. In other news, uh, yesterday, news, uh, Dustin yesterday, Pedroia, Justin former Red Sox, Pedroia, former second baseman, announced his retirement announced from retirement Major League Baseball. He hadn't played in the last couple of years because of injuries, unfortunately, derailed. And he wasn't able to go out on his own terms, but at 37 years old, he four-time All-Star in his career, two-time World Champion. So, I mean, AL MVP in 08, Rookie of the Year in 07, Go Glove winner. I mean, Cooperstown maybe, but he definitely was a key member for the Red Sox for uh, for a better part of a decade and a few more years. It's unfortunate his career ended the way it did, but uh, unfortunately we can all have like that happy ending that we got our own terms. I'll go Dalton first. Just uh, I don't know how much you remember of Dustin Pedroia in baseball. Just uh, thoughts on his career. I remember that he was a pretty good player. Um I remember that he was outstanding for the Red Sox, and um, he probably has a chance for Cooperstown, but um, it's definitely not going to be first ballot, yeah. I think. Christian, do you have any other thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, nothing much. Uh, you know, like you said, you know, he was an award winner. Uh, he, you know, really helped Boston uh, late 2000s, early 2010s. Uh you know, had a, you know, 300 batting average, which, you know, it's pretty good, I'll admit. But, you know, first ballot, it's going to be interesting if he does get that. Um, you know, like you said, he was MVP, all-star, uh, gold glove winner. You know, he, he's very – he you know, he was shown that he is a really, really good player. Um, I think, you know, kind of like this year, there's no uh, – uh, Hall of Famers this year, I feel like he would kind of fit that list as well. Not saying like he won't be a Hall of Famer ever, but I think it'll be a little while before Dustin, uh, if he does at all, 
gets into the Hall of Fame with some of the greats. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, other related news, uh, Major League Baseball, Major League the Players Association rejected the proposal to play 154 games. If you aren't aware, they usually play 162 games, which as of now, that is the plan to play the full 162-game schedule, which I am definitely looking forward to seeing because last year, 60 games just didn't seem – it didn't seem right. I wish they would have played in July and gone longer, but, you know, ownership and the players couldn't agree on – Terms, but hopefully we can get back to the full season and we can enjoy some baseball this year. Uh, Christian, I'll go you first. Just your thoughts on possibly having the whole season played this year? Um, you know, you know, you know, I understand how, um, you know, what the players and the owners, you know, we, every every league has taken a major hit from COVID. Uh, most. NFL teams have not allowed a uh, you know having a lot a lot of fans uh, besides the Super Bowl this year of course uh, NBA is still having limited uh, limiting amount of fans uh, MLB so everyone's taking a real big hit especially the first season and I would say you know the 60 games uh, with MLB like you said it was it was really short because. It began and then it just ended all of a sudden, and you really didn't have you know that baseball I guess experience that you would you know you kind of feel for. But uh, 162 games, I would not say that I don't think it's the right move, just because that is a lot of travel, that is a lot of uh, possibility that. You know, somebody does get caught with COVID and it would really shut teams down. Like we saw early with the Miami Marlins and the Cardinals, how, you know, everyone's season had to be derailed a little bit because of what, you know, the outbreak, you know, in that series. So 162 games, is it really right? You know, I'll, you know obviously I want to see him have more games, you know, kind of like the NBA. Like, yeah, they have 72, which is 10 less. But they want to try and break it all as they can. So, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I just want to see some baseball being played. And uh, hopefully, you know, soon we can get uh, back on the world, you know, back on the right path of the world with, you know, full sports leagues, full fans in attendance and, uh, you know, just a better sports world. Yeah. Yeah. Dalton, do you have any thoughts on Major League Baseball? Nothing more to add. I completely agree with Christian and yourself. Okay, thank you. Also, some other disturbing news with baseball, a fair warning. Again, this is the third straight we've had an issue and a a warning, which I hate doing, but unfortunately we have people that abuse their power. Anyway, Mickey Calloway, former New York Mets manager, has been accused of – he has allegations from five women about lewd behavior, including sending inappropriate photographs – as of now, he's just suspended from now, the Los Angeles Angels where he currently works as a pitching coach while the investigation is ongoing. I have nothing more to comment. I'll let the uh, facts of the matter clear out, but if it is being true, then I'll see how he keeps his job. That's what I'll say. But again, I'll let the legal system do their work on that. Dalton, do you have anything to add on that end? No. No. Uh, 
that's kind of ridiculous that, you know, as a professional, you can't keep your, I don't know. That's just not right. Yeah, I hate talking about this Um, stuff, but unfortunately, like, it's sports news, and that's what I like to cover is the news. So that's why we're talking about this, unfortunately. I mean, right. You're right. Um, Oh, that's – I have nothing more on it. Christian, do you have anything to add? Uh, all you know, just all to say is, you know, we definitely need to have, uh, especially our generation. You know, we're young in our twenties, uh, you know, late twenties, um, in like the late teens. You know, our generation, we need to do better than I guess the, the you know generation now of just we, we just can't do this. Like, it's not right in the world anymore. It shouldn't be where you know you are probably not abusive, but you send just unnecessary images and messages and stuff. Like, it just – it, it kind of needs to end, and hopefully by uh, – I, I forget the Mets GM's name uh, that yeah. – Oh, Jared Porter. Yeah, Porter. Oh, Porter. Uh, what happened with him a couple weeks ago and with having McCallaway right now, both unacceptable. Both should be fired. And hopefully, you know, our generation kind of learns from this and thinks, all right, these are two guys we should not try and be at all and try to be, you know, for, you know, try to be a better world. Yeah, be better, guys. You don't need to ruin your whole career because of this nonsense. And now shifting topics to the NBA, not much has been going on. I mean, I think when the Super Bowl happens and after the NFL season ends, we'll talk more about the NBA. But the only thing I have is uh, Aaron Gordon. He's 25 years old, star for the Magic. He's out four to six weeks with a left ankle sprain. Unfortunate injury for him. Uh, Dolan, you're a big Thunder fan. We talked earlier. George Hill out about four weeks with the right thumb injury. Just has surgery recently. One that I do want to get you guys' opinion on is uh, the Pelicans have come out recently and said they're interested in trading J.J. Redick and Lonzo Ball. Redick, who is from the Northeast, has a residency in Brooklyn, reportedly wants to be traded out to Brooklyn, where he's from, he lives right now. The Celtics were rumored to be interested. And then the 76ers, which he played for for a few years. And, I mean, I, I remember his boss used to play in the playoffs all the time. Redick is just a sharpshooter. At least he was back then. So, uh, I'll go Dawn first. Do you, what do you make of J.J. Redick? And do you think that he will be honored his trade requests? Actually, I don't think he's requested. They're just shopping him around. Um, I think that... I think that he will be traded. Um, I mean, he's been a pretty good player. He was a pretty good player at Duke. He's a pretty good player in the league for quite a while, yeah, for quite a while now. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think I think he could go to Boston, and he could go. He could very well go to Brooklyn. I mean, he said that he's from Brooklyn, so I don't see why. I don't see why that the Pelicans don't make that move. If you can get some assets. Yeah, the only negative with him right now is he's on like a 13 million contract, and his season has not been one of his better seasons in his career. So he could possibly be a buyout candidate later on the year. Uh, Christian, your thoughts on JJ Redick and maybe Lonzo Ball being traded? I like how 
the, you know, the talk with New Orleans, obviously, you know, get them in the Eastern Conference, but they're all in the same division. Like Celtics, Nets, and Sixers are all in the same division. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah. It's, you know, best winner in this yeah. division, I guess. But I feel like, I feel like, I don't know if Brooklyn could really trade for him. Like, my question is, what do you give up? You gave up a ton already to get uh, James Harden over there. And they really don't have, in my opinion, they really don't have anybody else on that team. Uh, You know, Timothy uh, Cabaret is good. You know, Jeff Green and Joe Harris. Like, they have nobody else on that team that I would say, yeah, trade him for J.J. or Alonzo, whichever. Um, I feel like he would make more sense in with Spencer's team in Boston just because, like, J.J. does not have to be a starter. He is – he has been in the league for 10-plus years. I would say, you know, sit him behind Marcus Smart, you know, bring him off the bench. I, I still think he could bring up, you know, 12, 13 points off the bench for Boston. And how Boston's playing, I feel like they – it could be really good for Boston in the long run. Right now they're uh, tied for third. Uh, Yeah, they're tied for fourth, excuse me, with Indiana. So they're in a good spot right now, and getting J.J. would definitely help. So I I would say he could go over there in Boston, but we'll just see how it goes. But I guess he will be traded because New Orleans wants to rebuild with a lot of their younger guys. I mean, if he goes to Boston, I'll welcome him. You know, I listen to his podcast all the time. He's very good at his podcasting career. So even when he does call it quits, he's got that to fall back on. But he's a good player. And I, I hated going and see him in Philly dominating us in the playoffs, even though we always win those series. Uh, we'll have to see what happens. So that's all I have for the uh, first half of the show. So we're going to take a quick ad break and be back with the NFL and the Super Bowl predictions. So you do not want to miss that. Welcome back from the ad break, and now to our everyone's favorite segment, probably the NFL. Where before we break down the Super Bowl, because I know that's what everyone wants to talk about, there was a uh, trade announced in principle recently, and unfortunately, because of like league rules, the trade will not become official until March 17th. But the Detroit Lions have announced they're sending quarterback Matthew Stafford to the Los Angeles Rams for Jared Goff, two first-round picks and a third-round pick. And uh, we all know, if you've listened to this show, you're familiar, Dawn's a Rams fan. Now, I do want to get your thoughts on that. But first, I want to go to Christian on this. Uh, I mean, I think it's a good move for both teams. I think Rams get out of Goff's contract right now. Stafford wants to go to maybe a winning team because he has been stuck in hell, basically, with Detroit. So maybe L.A. deemed themselves a quarterback away, and they thought Goff's not getting it done, so Stafford hopefully can. But, uh, Christian, just your reaction to A, the trade, and B, how do you think it works out for both teams? Uh, I like the trade. You know, I thought uh, once the ownership uh, came out and said, we're not going to be, you know, what was I can't remember the word he exactly used, but basically, they're going to look at quarterback, uh, whether this offseason or next offseason, because they don't believe uh, Jared Goff is the long term answer. So, 
I think it was a little bit shocking that it was Matt Stafford. I think I thought it would be more of like a Matt Ryan-esque or, you know, Deshaun Watson was up in the air. But I think Matt Stafford, honestly, is the second best quarterback that's being, you know, talked in these trade rumors behind Deshaun Watson, of course. But I think this, and I texted y'all once it came out, like, I think if L.A. seriously handles offensive line, you know, try to get that younger, they try and get linebacker better, like, I seriously think they are a tough team in that division. Uh, Cardinals get another year of improvement. Then you got uh, 49ers defense coming back. Seattle with Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf. It's going to – the NFC beast is going to get better. So, I think for the Rams, it's a huge win. I don't think they're ever going to have a first-round pick as long as we live. Um, I think – Yeah, McVay like, hates those first-round like, picks. I seriously doubt that. Like, if we – if L.A. has a first-round pick, like, I don't know. They're probably back in St. Louis, honestly. So, uh, for Detroit, I think – well, I think it's two easy dubs for us in the next couple of years. Because, I like, again, I and now that Jerry Goss out of L.A., I think Dalton will agree with me, he's not the best quarterback you could have had. The top two uh, in the 2016 draft, right? The last time they picked the first round was 2016 the when they trade up to get yeah, Goff. So, I, hold on, I do want to ask you one quick question. You say you get two easy dubs because you're facing Jared Goff. And I get that a football team is more than just the quarterback, but can you remind me that actually you guys won the divisional round? I was going to say you lost for some reason. No, we lost, we, no, we lost, no, yeah, we lost guys, to the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, I was, yeah, you also – so how did Jared Goff do in that game again? You guys might get those two easy wins. Well, that's know. what I'm saying. It's like I'm not saying like Detroit has absolutely nobody. Like <laughs> Jeff Okuda, I think, you know, give him a year or two. I seriously think he could be a real nice corner uh, in the division at least. And they have – they usually have some good running back or some good receiver uh, like Kenny Galloway or – I'm trying to remember the running back they have uh, from Auburn, but they had uh, Kenyon. Was it Kenyon? Maybe what? Kenyon Johnson? Kenyon Johnson, yeah. Kenyon Johnson. My bad. So Detroit's had good pieces sometimes, but they've never been consistent. They're out of a coach in three or four years, or if they have a decent one, they fire him and replace him with someone absolutely worse than them. So Detroit is just not stable enough to where Jerry Goff's going to succeed throughout the next several years. So I think this is kind of a, you know, maybe a wake, you know, turning point for Jared Goff. Maybe he turns something on and makes something happen with Detroit. And hopefully L.A., uh, they're heavy. I won't say they're heavy favorites, but they're good favorites uh, and probably a dark horse contender for the Super Bowl if Sean McVay can work something with Matt Stafford. Yeah, I think a lot – there's still a lot that can happen this offseason. One thing that is kind of interesting to note, both quarterbacks have played the NFC, and Jared Goff has made two Pro Bowls, and Stafford's only been to one Pro Bowl. Take that how you want. I don't think they mean much because I think the Pro Bowl's a joke. Anyway, on to Dalton because I know you're all probably waiting to hear his thoughts on the whole situation. It broke on your birthday nonetheless. So, I mean, you were probably happy to see that news, weren't you? You were probably happy to see that news, weren't you? 
um, after having a few drinks and not really understanding <laughs> what was happening. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, man, but Dolan, I mean, just take us through, like, how do you think Stafford fits in with McVay's offense? And, like, how do you think this move's going to work out for you guys? Um, I think that it will work out okay. Um, I think also, I mean, I don't know, he's – He's been playing pretty well, uh, despite having a terrible team around him. I'm just going to look at these stats real quick. Um, since 2011, the only year that he had a top 10 or top 5 defense was 2014 when they made the playoffs. He has never had. He has never had. A good run game, which explains a good why, run game, which explains why he was the first player to reach, reach 45,000 career yards. passing yards. He broke all those passing records because they were losing. He was thrown from the behind in the fourth quarter. And as well, to argue with Spencer's point, like, honestly, he and, you know, him and Calvin Johnson were just beast mode. But with Detroit, they had nothing else. They didn't have an O-line. They didn't have a running game like Dalton said. Detroit was just Matt Stafford and Calvin Johnson for the most part. Is it, is it basically Matt Stafford? And he made the playoffs three times. And all three of those times, the Detroit defense gave about 32 points. You can't win a playoff game when you're giving up 32 points. You would think it would be difficult. More than likely. Jared Goff has had a much better team. Than Matt Stafford, and so I think finally we'll be able to see Matthew Stafford in a better system and a better coaching, better franchise. And I think it's going to work out. I think this is a good trade for both teams. Matthew Stafford wanted to come to the Rams. Can't blame him. Beautiful weather. A good team that wins. Well, since and you know who his high school teammates with. Yeah, they used to be one of those like, oh, overused Kershaw. things. It's like, oh, Clayton Kershaw and Matt Stafford used to be high school teammates in baseball and football. So, Yeah, and I just want to say this. People want to talk about Jared Goff being to two Pro Bowls and having this outstanding record and passer rating and bidding to a Super Bowl. Who is his head coach when he Who's did McVay? all of that? <laughs> Sean McVay. McVay. And what was he okay, before? McVay was You can't tell me Fisher's anything good. Uh, uh, don't give me that. He's had Stafford has had awful coaches for his entire not wrong career. And, and, I, and, you know, here's another talking point, I think. Like, yes, Matt Stafford, like, talent-wise, nothing can compare. Detroit, the year Detroit drafted him, the team before went 0-16 – because the quarterback went, he got his own safety because he ran back to his own field goal post. Like, oh man, Orlowski has made a name for himself on ESPN. But, but as a quarterback, he was an absolute <laughs> idiot. Sorry, but he was an absolute in that one play. It, and um, I just want to also say this too. I think I think Sean McVay was, and that's what Matt Stafford can do deep down the field. He's got a rock. And Matt Stafford is. Has yeah. one hand. He's a cannon. He's a cannon. And, and we'll and we'll say this: Matt Stafford. Like in, uh, I don't know which side reported it, but 
uh, Matt's only going to save throughout his remaining contract. So he's got two years where he has to prove to us, hey, he's actually a good quarterback because everyone's like, well, he hasn't been to Pro Bowls. He hasn't been to the playoffs. you got to do something. Matt Stafford has had nothing over the years and got to the playoffs once or twice just based on his talent alone. So with a good defense, with a good offense, he's got weapons. He, the Rams may actually be a dark horse contender, and I wouldn't be that surprised if they make the playoffs, depending how the offseason goes. I mean, just think about it this way. I mean, just think about it this way. People want to talk about how Jared Goff is not as good of a quarterback as Matt Stafford is. Based solely off talent. Yep. Based solely off talent. Right? Okay. Sean McVay took Jared Goff to a Super Bowl. Bowl. They also were loaded on the offense and the defense that year. I mean, you can only do so much with your quarterback. Jared Goff and Matt Stafford were both in the free agent part. In the both free agent market, would you pick up Stafford or Goff right now? I'd probably lean Goff oh, just because he's younger. Like I thought from a Patriots perspective, I want the younger guy because we have a lot of holes. Guy. But that's just my two cents holes, on that. I think better quarterback right now, Stafford. But I think better quarterback right now, Stafford. I think also, and I think also. Um, people want to talk about Stafford's injuries. There's no so one year, really, and all this They're other. Jazz. Their offensive line <laughs> has not been very good. And I just want to say this too. Reports were saying that the Rams wanted to have Stafford. Like Stafford was their third option. Like Stafford was their third option after Aaron Rodgers. were not moving off Aaron Rodgers right now. I know, but I I was I was so surprised, but not surprised at all when I when I when I heard that the Rams tried to like call up the Packers. How is let's let's trade quarterbacks after we beat you. After you beat us, can you join our team, please? If Aaron honestly, if Aaron Rodgers got traded somehow to the Rams, number one, I would have hated being a Green Bay Packer fan, and two, Rams Rams playoffs, Rams Super Bowl. That, that that's my prediction. Rams Super Bowl. Yeah. That happens. Honestly. Well, they made it to the divisional. Yeah. With well, they made it yeah, to the divisional with Jared Originally, they wanted to play. Uh, what's his name? Had, like a messed up neck or whatever. Wolford. Oh, Wolford. Yeah. So, think about it this way: if my team can make it to the playoffs. With a second-string quarterback a guy and who broke his thumb. a guy who broke his thumb. This is a this segment. I'll take that. <laughs> I think this he'll give a, us a good chance. I mean, this is the only only other thing I have in the NFL is uh, this game that's being played on Sunday that you know usually gets about 100 million people tuning into around it. that. So, no, no big deal. So, around that. Uh, anyway, before we give our predictions, I do want to just discuss the matchup as a whole. Dawn, I did a little bit last week when we were on. Uh, of course, if you're unfamiliar, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Bucks becoming the first team to play a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Chiefs led by Mahomes. Patrick or the Buccaneers led by Brady. It should be a very good game. I think it's gonna be high scoring. I think it's gonna come down to. Can a defense 
force a sack, force a turnover, and a couple of interceptions here and there. It's going to come down to that because I think both these offenses have the chance to put up points, and we've seen it time and time again with Brady and Mahomes. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good game, personally, and uh, I'll give up my score prediction, my winner, a little bit later on, but I want to go to Dalton first. Just your takeaways from this game, what you're looking forward to this weekend. What you're looking forward to this weekend? Well, the Chiefs have to get turnovers. Um, they have to get pressure on Brady. If they don't get pressure on Brady, then it's going to be a long day for the Chiefs. Um, this is similar to last year's Super Bowl. Um, we had a top defense, they had a good offense in the 49ers. And the Chiefs, they have the, pretty much the same roster. You say the same roster, but they are missing a few old line I'm not gonna, pieces from last year's team. Uh, same roster for the most part. Now this, is, I mean, they're missing both their tackles. So this, the pretty much the pressure is on Tampa Bay's O line or defensive line. Excuse me. They got to get pressure. They can't do it. It's gonna be a long day. Christian, uh, what are you looking forward to this weekend, the Super Bowl? Um. <laughs> Really, how does the Chiefs' defense really go up against Tampa's O line? Uh, I seriously think Tampa Bay has one of the better offensive lines. Uh, Tristan Wirfs, who was the 13th pick overall to uh, Tampa Bay in this past draft, uh, behind Makai Becton, I think I thought he was probably the best tackle in the entire draft, and how Pro Football Focus has ranked him. Uh, he's one of the best, you know, not just offensive linemen rookies. He's one of the best rookies overall because we all knew he was going to be uh, the main tackle behind Brady, and he has done a fantastic job. Uh, of course, they have their moments where they're not as good. You know, it's football. You're not going to play perfect every single game. Um, but I think this offensive line of Tim Bay is going to be real good. So, does Frank Clark step up? Does Chris Jones step up? Uh, Derek and Dottie, does he really step up? Uh, what are they going to do? You know, they have uh, some linebacker blitzes. How's the secondary holding up? A lot of it is just how can the defense force uh, Tom Brady pressure? Because we saw that in the Rams, Bucks, Monday Night Football game. When Aaron Donald and others got in Tom's face, Tom did not do well at all. So how well can can Kansas City pressure? We saw last week what Tampa Bay could do. This and Pierre Paul and Shaq Barrett are two of the most underrated guys in the entire uh, National Football League. Don't think it's a question. And JPP, we all thought his career was over after this firework incident back in 2016-2017. Yeah, we, oh, yeah where that. he blew off one and like a half fingers. So we all thought, oh, he's not gonna, do, you know, he's not gonna be anything. But like, I, I'm impressed with him too. Like, I think two underrated guys, they're just gonna go after Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's the young goat versus the old goat. Uh, and you know, we'll get my opinion on it. But this is, this is a big matchup. I seriously think. This Super Bowl will really go down in history as probably one of the best to ever play. Yeah, I was listening to, I believe it was Schefter's podcast earlier. 
and they point out this is the first time in a Super Bowl history we have guys who have won it regular season and Super Bowl MVP as the opposing quarterbacks in the case of Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Also, just looking back, this is the obviously a rematch from the regular season. First time the Chiefs won 27-24. Chiefs rematch has a 17-0 lead to start the game off and just kind of coast to victory later on. Um, so he's not going to work for the for us three. I want your winner, your score prediction. And who do you think the MVP of the Super Bowl will be this year? So for me, I got to ride with it. How I've been doing all postseason, if you've been listening, you know how I'm a big Tom Brady fan. I'm going Buccaneers 34-31. Brady gets his seventh championship ring. And he gets another Super Bowl MVP to his uh, trophy case. You know, it's because Brady, I mean, I mean, it's going to be a high scoring game. I think 34-31 is my prediction on that. Uh, Dalton, I know you're probably upset with that prediction because I know how much you love Mahomes. So please tell me why I'm an idiot then. Please tell me why I'm an idiot then. I'm not going to tell you why you're an idiot. I'm not going to tell you why you're an idiot. But here's why you're wrong. But I have to base it off previous matchups. Oh, I don't. I'm fine. I mean, Christian, I hate to bring up your Packers, but the Bucks freaking beat the Packers earlier in the season. Saints won two times in the regular season. The Bucks won again in the playoffs. So, okay, playing a team three times is a different story. Playing them twice. Also, that don't matter. Um, also, um, I think the Chiefs' offense is just better orchestrated and just, better orchestrated and just yeah. some oh, different dynamic them. than what the Packers bring. <laughs> no offense to you, Christian. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take okay. the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take the Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to stick with my preseason uh, I'm going to stick with my uh, preseason prediction. Um, I said the Chiefs were going to be in the Super Bowl. I was correct. I think that Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP. Again, I think the Chiefs win a close one. Also, both got a field goal game. Christian, how do you see? Because so Dawn and I split it, obviously. So I'm I'm gonna gonna stay the team last for me because I want to talk about just a two more things. So I think the prediction for the score will be. 37-27. 37-27. I think it'll be a two-possession game. And just because I think it's going to be a possession game late. So, that's what I think. 37-27 for the winning team. And so, two things. So, what recently came out is Sammy Watkins is questionable for this game. Uh, even though Patrick Holmes has Tyreek Hill, has Mikel Harmon, has Travis Kelsey – uh, Antonio Callaway is not a bad receiver. Uh, and they also have, who was the other tight end? Ricky Seals-Jones. He's a nice tight end fit. Yep. And with Tom Brady, obviously, yeah. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, Gronk, they're alone. Possibly A.B. We don't nope, know his That's right, A.B. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he didn't play in Green Bay, so I just didn't remember him. But... And with Tampa's defense, Levante David, who's been with Tampa Bay 
throughout his entire career, all the ups and downs, the Jameis Winstons, the Josh Freemans, has been on terrible leaderships and terrible head coaching head coaches. He's been there forever, and he may finally get a ring. He is questionable with a hamstring injury. So those are two big players on offensive defense uh, for Chiefs offense, Bucks defense. This game, like I said, I think this is going to go down in history as one of the better games. You have the GOAT as of right now, Tom Brady. And I'll admit it, he's the GOAT. He's been in he's been in the NFC one time, and he has the same amount of NFC championships as guys who's been there forever with Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. He's he's the GOAT. And if he wins this Super Bowl, I think he is the GOAT, and no one can knock him off, especially as of right now. I think the winner of this game is going to go to Kansas City just because I think if you take prime Mahomes, and I think he can honestly get better. Like, as weird as that sounds, he's 25 years old. Give him a couple more years, I think he'll be better than this Pat Mahomes. Tom Brady, you know, Tom Brady at 25 and Patrick Mahomes at 25 are completely different beasts. Tom Brady's great. Patrick Mahomes is better. I think Mahomes, because of his cannon arm, because he's real, he's more mobile than anything, more than Tom Brady. I think, like I said, he has a better arm. He's real accurate, like Tom Brady is. But Tom Brady's you know, fully free. Like, I think just because of Patrick Mahomes' youth and how much of a better athlete he is, and, and you know, the big question is, the Chiefs offensive line, I think Chiefs do take it 37-27 late, but it's still going to be a great matchup. I would not be mad if Tampa wins because that just proves to me, yeah, Tom Brady is the GOAT, no question about it. But Patrick Mahomes wins this, which I predict, I think that is the guy that may knock Tom Brady off his pedestal. Sorry, Spencer, but that's just It's all good. Do you have Mahomes as yes. your MVP of this game, too? He is my MVP. So I'm on Twitter right now, and according to uh, Vincent right Bonsignor, he reports for Vincent the Las Vegas Bonsignor, Raiders, says multiple NFL sources Raiders, indicate, to me, indicate to me that Derek Carr is a hot commodity, and it is expected that multiple teams will pursue him via trade. This could lead to the Raiders pursuing Deshaun Watson in a blockbuster trade, and he has a story about it. Uh, if that ends up being the case, obviously we'll talk about it, but still obviously a preliminary. I think it'd be a great move if hit Deshaun Watson or Vegas. I don't know how well that would work. I mean, I don't, I don't know how it would work either because I don't know the, the rest of the roster would need to be, uh, you know, shaped up well. But, you know, they got Henry Ruggs, a speedster. I don't know how else it would work, though. Oh, uh, Don, you got any preliminary thoughts on that possibility? Oh, Don, you got any preliminary thoughts on that possibility? Um, well, think about it this way. The Rams try to go after Deshaun Watson before getting Matt Stafford. And John Gruden and Sean McVay so run the same Shanahan. system. The so does Kyle Shanahan. 
If the Raiders don't work, I hope this doesn't happen, but I'm not counting out the 49ers. I, mean, I, I would hope – I mean, the thing about the Raiders is they're in the same division as Kansas City, so they need the quarterback to compete with Mahomes, and Watson definitely can, I think. But anyway, Super Bowl Sunday this week, 6.30 on CBS. We get Jim Nance. We get Tony Romo. Should be an instant classic again. Because, you know, every Brady Super Bowl he's been in has been a classic. In regards to you love him, hate him, every game has come down to the fourth quarter in a one-score game that, you know, you just can't turn off your TV for. Um, any other closing remarks? Kevin King, show? like, even though there's a lot of people who hate you, including myself at some moments, uh, you still played a good season. Uh, and I just hope, you know, with the whole Green Bay Aaron Rodgers thing, I hope – Nothing goes out for trade. If anything, fire Matt LaFleur. But, I mean, Gosh, he's, you know, he's 6 5 decision. You know, if he if he's fine with losing in close games and doesn't want to go to a Super Bowl, hey, I'm all for it. You know, go do that somewhere else. I'm good. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, he, we'll he's got him. familiar with – Okay, Christian, real quick before we do in the show – Okay, Mike Christian Patine, his contract is expiring, show. so he's not being Mike renewed. Patine, How exciting uh, for you, Brian? Uh, he's had good moments. He's had bad moments. Uh, the Colts game where he just only had five men in the box, and that's about it. Uh, that was kind of crappy just because, you know, when we forced pressure on Phillip, he didn't do real well. And in the second half, we're just like, you know what? Let's just play base defense. Why the hell not? So... He's had he's had good moments. He's had bad moments. I don't think it just comes down to coaching. I think as well, uh, we just got to get better secondary wise. Uh, we first in this in the draft, we definitely need to go after either receiver or tight end, uh, someone to you know give Aaron Rodgers a weapon. Uh, a lot of people saying Kyle Pitts is going to fall. Who's the best tight end in the draft by a mile? Uh, Tutu Atwell, who plays for the University of Louisville that we're all aware of, um, you know, if, if they just give Aaron Rodgers a weapon, that's what I hope for. And maybe second, third round, let's go after secondary to hopefully replace Kevin King. Yeah, I, if we can get like a third round, yeah, y'all should get rid of Kevin you know, King. Kind of like a Bill O'Brien trade. If we just get a half-eaten sandwich for him, I'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's – and by the hey, way, man, the second remember, or third round pick was, so in the same class as Alvin Kamara, which I think was 2017, uh, there were a ton of good players on the board. Michael Thomas was on the board. Alvin Kamara was on the board. There were so many good players on that board. And guess who we picked up? A six-foot, just a, an undersized, mediocre de- defensive back from Washington. Why not? I hated that. Oh, man. Hold on. Hey. Christian, when did you, uh, hold on. Hey, Christian, draft? when did you draft Kevin King? It was the beginning yeah, of the second round. round. Was it like the second round, first round? Yeah, 33 yeah. overall, Kevin King. Was that uh, Rams pick. Was that before or after the Rams pick? pick? You didn't have a first yeah, that, round pick Because remember, you trade every single pick you away. You have a first round pick in 2017. You guys picked Gerald Everett at 44 that year. 
You guys picked Gerald Everett at 44 that year. So that, that was our first pick. So that was our first pick. Three picks after Kevin Keane. Buda, Buda, Buda Baker to the Cardinals. Man, dude, you could have had Gerald Everett or Buda Baker. Yeah, we could have had a lot of better players. Dalvin Cook. Chris Godwin, Kareem Hunt, Kenny Galloway, Connor. Eddie oh my Jackson. gosh, look at this draft. It has Eddie Chris Jackson. Skywood at 84. Oh 86 was Kareem Hunt. 85, the Patriots took Antonio Garcia. 83, we took Derek Rivers. Neither are on the team anymore. George Kittle was picked 146. Derek Rivers is on my squad. We could have picked up so much better players other than Kenny Kenny freaking King, especially Buda Baker. Gosh, if Buda Baker was on this squad, oh my lord. But... You know, good job, Kenny. You screwed up another season. Way to go. I just got a notification saying that. Uh, I just got a notification NFL saying that. Uh, NFL Network Chiefs and Bucks have cleared COVID tests through two rounds after today. Because, um, you know, there's a couple Chiefs players that were put on the reserve for close contact, but they've now cleared the testing. Yeah, hopefully, no one that is out. Because that would suck if someone gets COVID and they miss the Super Bowl after we made it this far. But I'm looking forward to the game. I know you guys are too. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Out of Bounds. As always, I'm Don I'm Bishop. Host, Spencer I'm Brown. Ernst. Thank you guys. I'm Don Bishop. Enjoy the rest of your day.